in the morning. The ocean surface boils white hot, and a Japanese freighter mysteriously vanishes in the Pacific. Rescue boats meet the same fate, and the superstitious villagers of Odo Island fear an ancient legend has come true. The legend of Gojira. Reawakened from eons long sleep by an H-bomb test, the behemoth seeks revenge on the civilized world, turning Tokyo into a wasteland of atomic fire and rubble. Caught in the monster's path of destruction are young lovers Emiko and Ogata, who must betray their friend Dr. Serizawa, a brilliant but tormented scientist, in order to save the world. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie, B-Movie Bros. Bros. Here are you B-Movies, best for our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. And this month is Paul's birthday month, and we get to watch... Kaiju Films for, for the second time. So Kaiju Month Part Me. Me for two in Japanese. So we're taking a look at the original 1954 release of Gojira, which is the Japanese name for Godzilla. The King of Monsters. So let's dive right into this shit with our technical difficulties, top and bottom three. You heard what the back of the DVD box has to say. Now what do we have to say, Paul? All right, I think we should start with the top three, just because there's so much good about this movie that I want to talk about. All right, I'll let you start off. All right, number three, man, this has got to be the best drawn anime that I've ever seen in my life. I mean, all the characters looked so realistic. It's like it wasn't even an anime at all. Number two, Godzilla is so fucking badass. He just charges right into the city, goes through like wires and getting shot at, missiles, he just swats away like flies. He's he's just so cool. He, nothing stops him. He, he wants to wreck your shit, he's going to do it. And there's not a whole lot you can do about it. Plus, you never really know when he's going to pop up and just start destroying stuff. There's like this feeling of dread that's always there. And number one, I'm not really the best kaiju expert or anything, but... Out of all the films in the genre that I have seen, this is really the only one that captured the fear and like sense of horror that you'd get from an attack of such a magnitude. You really like get a sense of how helpless and terrified the citizens of Tokyo must have felt during each attack. And in between the attacks, because Godzilla would attack, then he'd retreat. They're just constantly waiting for the next one. And you really get that perspective of them, not just from the attacks of the monster and how cool it is, but... It put that human perspective, and I really like that. So for me, number three. Oxygen Destroyer! Sounds like a fantastic anime fight move, and they say it so many times in the movie that I just, like, feel like at some point somebody's just gonna, like, hit somebody with, like, some shining orb of something when they yell it. Godzilla is attacking. Kamehameha! <laughs> number two. The theme music from this movie is actually pretty badass, and I love hearing it every time that it makes a guest appearance throughout the main part of the film, which is quite often. Oh, yeah. And it's it's used appropriately. It's not like the fucking James Bond live and let die where, like, every time something happens, they just play the song because they have the rights to it. No, like, it actually makes sense in context when they use it. And number one, Godzilla himself. He may look terrible by today's standards, but... He destroys anything and everything in his path. He swats away missiles and tanks like they're flies. He is the original OG kaiju. Hell yeah. So, what about the bad? Let's get on to the bottom three. Alright, number three. 
This movie definitely felt a little long at times. There's a lot of buildup to seeing Godzilla smash up the cities, which didn't happen until like 45 minutes into the film. Like you see his head a couple times, but, and you know, he destroys a couple boats, but that's really off screen. It's not till the 45 minute mark where he's actually goes into the city and starts smashing shit. So, you know, I'm glad they really built it up um, to an extent. I'm glad they gave an explanation of who he was and they show people studying him, but a little, little long for my taste. Number two. So the invincible Godzilla, the king of monsters who seemingly cannot be harmed by any weapon, is ultimately stopped by a giant bubble machine. <laughs> I know it's technically an oxygen destroyer, which destroys all the oxygen molecules in the surrounding area and leaves everything into, like, bones and shit like that, but it just looks like he's destroyed by a giant bubble machine, which is so hilarious, but looks so anticlimactic. It's a great ending, and it works really well in the story, but man, it's just so goofy looking. And number one, Serizawa's refusal to use the giant bubble machine of death seemed a little contrived. Now, I get that he was afraid of the potential harm that the machine could cause in the future, and that this was most likely a reference to the actual atomic bomb, which this film is a commentary on. However, I agree with non-eye patch guy. You've got a giant killer lizard smashing up Tokyo. Worry about the ramifications of your killer bubble machine later. Stop Godzilla. Now that you keep referring to the Oxygen Destroyer as a giant bubble machine, just anytime I play Pokemon and I have a Pokemon use Bubble Beam, I'm going to yell, Oxygen Destroyer! <laughs> Squirrel used Bubble. It's super effective against Godzilla. <laughs> Godzilla's an atomic, uh, an atomic type Pokemon. <laughs> so for me, number three. The first time you see Godzilla's head, it looks like a pile of shit with eyes in it. So I was compelled to sing the song of the Great Mighty Pooh from Conker's Bad Fur Day, which has a completely different tone than this movie and just kind of ruins the scene altogether. Number two, this movie has lots of dialogue. Lots and lots of dialogue. Number one, there's not enough Godzilla in this movie. I mean, it's, it's called Gojira. Give us more Gojira. Not talking about Gojira, but actual Gojira just destroying shit for hours on end. You know, I gotta say, while the effects may look kind of goofy nowadays, like, they're still, you can tell, like, they must have looked really impressive back in the day. And I still like watching them. They're, it's well, yeah, and it, definitely it, something to appreciate. It definitely has that, the charm of that era. Oh, yeah. Like, and you watch other stuff from that era, this looks fantastic compared to other things. But, uh, again... Uh, today's standards doesn't, you know, hold up so well, but it's still for the time period and for even today, it's still fun and exciting. I'm still yet to see an anime with this kind of quality. So I, I mentioned, I know I mentioned, you know, there's lots of dialogue. So let's give this a good old fashioned quote war. Quote war. We'll quote this movie back and forth. You tell us who had the better quotes. Paul, get us started. All right. I have to cancel our date tonight. What could have happened? The ocean just blew up. Could it be a volcano? It's Gojira. Gojira. Oxygen destroyer. And that ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this movie or want to tell us who won this episode's edition of Quote Wars, leave it in the comments below. 
It's time to give our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale, one to ten, one being the best, ten being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this movie? I gave it a three out of ten. I give it a two out of ten. So, I have to say, while groundbreaking for its time, between its stance on nuclear proliferation and the use of a giant monster, this movie has not aged well. Most of the film is people standing or sitting around and talking about Godzilla and the use of nuclear technology. Some of the movie, though, shows Godzilla on a path of wanton destruction and how us mere humans stand on a chance against the King of Monsters. This, coupled with the even more deadly than nuclear weapon, Oxygen Destroyer, brings the movie out of the gutter and right to your front door. The fact it's in black and white adds to its charm and makes sure that you know its age and the time frame. I feel it could have been a bit shorter and still had the same effect, but in the end, it was a fair debut for the granddaddy of the kaiju movement. Gojira, a.k.a. Godzilla, introduced the most famous kaiju in all of history. His infamous attack on the unsuspecting citizens of Japan sparked an entire genre of similar giant monster movies. However, try as they might, none of these contenders can stand up to the original radioactive beast of destruction. I can only imagine how amazing it must have been to watch this film in theaters back in 1954, seeing the big man himself just smashing up cities and defeating the entire Japanese army single-handedly. While the effects and dialogue of this film may be a bit dated by today's standards, the original Godzilla manages to serve as a thrilling monster film, as well as a mostly subtle commentary on the dangers of nuclear warfare. Godzilla truly is the king of the monsters. So there you have it, a 3 out of 10 from me and a 2 out of 10 from Paul. But I think it's time to get to how to drink away this flick. Drink away this flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. We'll give you some drinking games for this film, but remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time someone is wearing an eye patch, take a drink. Number two, every time Godzilla destroys a building, take a drink. Number three, whenever someone is in a room with the lights off, take a drink. Number four, anytime you hear the theme music from the title sequence, take a drink. And number five, of course, because it's Kaiju Month Part Me, every time you hear a kaiju's name, take a drink. Every time you see a boat, take a drink. Every time there's a meeting held regarding Godzilla, take a drink. Every time someone says radiation, take a drink. And every time you hear Godzilla's roar, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away the slick. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else B-Movie related, you can leave us a comment on either iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us at bmoviebros.gmail.com, like us on Facebook at facebook.com dash bmoviebros, follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros, my personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. You can check out all of our content, including reviews, interviews, and chats on our website bmoviebros.com, where we have new shows each week. If you want to support the show, consider donating to a PayPal or Patreon account. The links provided below. So that brings us to the end of week one of Kaiju Month, part me. And also the first week of the year. Off to a good start. So, of course, in the number one spot is Gojira from 1954. wonder if he'll be dethroned. Well, I guess next week we'll have to see because, you know, we're moving from sea-bearing creatures crawling onto the land to flying creatures with the ever-deadly pterodactyl known as Rodan. So until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. Get on the next call. Foxy and Roy, I'll